Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue? Or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Cause if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, cause everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we started KookCast. Cause the more you know, the less you'll kook it. <laughs> so bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and I started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. This week on the show, we're talking about creating space, and there's more than one reason you may want to do that. Keep those surfers away from you, especially the ones that are kookier than you. (laughs) Oh yeah, and just wanted to let everyone know we have not abandoned our plans for uploading our Zoom video calls of KookCast in the making in all its unedited glory to the membership site. It's just, we're not good at making websites. (laughs) Should have known better, you know. It sounded so good in my head, but actually doing it is more complex than thinking about it. Kind of reminds me of surfing. (laughs) Let's get into this one. Well, yeah, I mean, it, again, this is really relevant stuff because I just I just had a, a, a session with a client that ended, you know, basically the whole time we're always talking about, look, we really need to keep our distance. I mean, now we're, we're in the pandemic, so we got the we got the social distance surf sessions really dialed in. <laughs> and that's I mean, that's that's been a pillar of the surf continuum ever since we started that's one of those things that we've always agreed on like just the actual space between surfers is so crucial you know Mm. it it's it it just it just shows so much and it shouts um beginner novice surfer when you see people that you know within like pat your your buddy on the back you know <laughs> they're just sitting right there and it's we're we're thinking oh my gosh this is so dangerous even on the smallest mellowest day it goes from oh i'm having a great little session to i'm getting out of the water and i'm bleeding you know so right. that's really where this comes from is is a safety perspective for me you know, and then as we as we look at your, you know, the outline that you threw together, there's a bunch more to dive into. Um, but that's first on our list is, is safety. We're right. keeping distance. We're making distance in the lineup from ourselves and other surfers to keep ourselves and other surfers safe. Yeah, that's it, right? First and foremost, that's the obvious. That's that's the reason you do it. Um, so second point I, I thought about is something you always touch on, and it's it's so important but the space is also about letting other surfers do what they wish Uh, usually we're talking about on a wave but even just in the situation of a set closing in on you and you all have to do something about that set yes safety but also like what is their strategy going to be you don't know so again space is really important so that they can do their surfing their session their way without being like well i have to change my plan because this person's right on my ass or up my ass right behind me you know (laughs) and then and then of course the the one that you always touch on is giving the space when someone's riding a wave like if they want to do a cutback or they want to go up and click that lip 
and you're right there and giving them no space, they have to change their line. And it totally changes the whole dynamic and flow of their wave. And it's just frustrating because some days you have to work hard to get that wave. Sure, some days it's plentiful and it's not an issue, but other days it totally is. And you're like, that wave, man, I was waiting so long. And then you were right there in the trough. So I couldn't come down off my lip. So I had to just straighten out or whatever, you know, just change because of you. So this, this is like, this is something that our listeners can practice. Like you need to make a decision sooner than later and you need to start making real space. You know, if you're on the inside off on the shoulder and you see a surfer start setting up a wave and it is very clear that they're going to be coming in your direction. Don't wait for it to actually happen. Right. Head towards the shoulder, get down on your board, paddle over the wave so you're not in their equation anymore. And yeah, at all, I like how you said early, like you see them setting up a wave. It just came up today, actually. We were on the inside, playing the inside game, getting these little reformers, but there was a few outside waves that connected to the inside. So we had to play a bit of a cat and a mouse game. And that's something we were doing. As soon as we saw someone setting up a wave, we were like, okay, let's move right now. Let's get going. Plenty of space so we don't have to panic about it as he starts closing in on us and we realize like, oh, we're right in his line. And and again, like this, this shit happens really quick. So, you know, you, you start out 100 yards away from somebody and in, you know, a few seconds, if they know what they're doing and it's a good wave, they're right on top of you. So, right. You know, I think we, that's one thing that we also teach is like surfing a lot of times requires some sort of urgency and some sort of get it done, do it right now Mm. in this second, or it's too late or it's, you know, it's, it's a completely different story. So start training that also into your, your abilities, you know, that's why we're, we're talking about really drilling your fundamentals. So just laying down on your board and getting and starting paddling is second nature. Just Mm -hmm. having, you know, being able to whip a sitting turn and start paddling parallel to the beach to get out of somebody's way. Those things are really on cue on, you know, on pars. Right. So keep, keep chipping on that and, and just practice it, you know, like the other one that we want you to practice more more so is if you're on the inside and someone's more kind of directly out in front of you and they're taking off on a wave you're angling completely behind the surfer into the broken part of the wave and not paddling towards the the white water quite yet making more space paddle first parallel to the beach to really make some space on them then square up and take that white water on the head because right. even just paddling straight out to them, maybe they do a cutback, maybe they do a little turn down, and all of a sudden you're like dead, dead on with them. Right, right. If even if they just do a little fading takeoff, that happens so quick compared with how many strokes it takes for you to do that same distance. So you know, priorities got to be over first, out of the way, and then deal with the wave. Like if it hap- if you have to get rolled by the wave, so be it. But don't get rolled by the surfer or tangled up with them. That's just catastrophic. I like what you said about training yourself to have the urgency because there's no urgency in situations until you recognize danger or a problem. <laughs> so, and then like you said, it's too late, that's it. Then you have the urgency because the situation presented it to you, but it's already too late. So you have to train yourself to have that urgency before there's 
actually proof of it happening, you know, and then it never happens. Preventative maintenance, you know? There, we talk about this all the time. It's like in today's lineups, it's, it's pretty uh, a regular event that people get really close to each other. Their boards click, you know, they're in like a true near miss situation. Whereas if, you know, if, if something happened and the board went a couple inches the other way, it's hitting somebody in their head with a hard board, you right, know, right. and and they're not they're not grasping how gnarly that situation actually is, how quick that goes from, oh, sorry, dude, sorry, I bailed my fucking board again right as I was, you know, just sneaking past you and you were, you know, paddling for the shoulder like, you know, they don't even they don't even have that conversation. And so it doesn't really sink in that it was a near miss and and now you guys got to start thinking and looking out at the lineup and seeing how often that plays out in your everyday lineup and not be that person anymore right it's it's just you know we're gonna get into it that's that's what makes a big difference between people you know like if you're paddling out at a local a more localized spot people are going to take notice of that that you know which direction to cut and and break to when they're taking off on the wave outside they're you're going to stick out like a sore thumb if you're always running towards the the shoulder or you're paddling straight into their deal and and you have that look on your your face like sorry i i could i can't actually do anything about this situation (laughs) Uh, <laughs> right. Ah. I, I think, you know, we're, we're kind of all of this has been on our first point of like ways to create spaces, paddling, you know, moving. And, and the keys here are early moves and urgent moves before there's actually reason to be urgent. Well, there is reason to be urgent. We're telling you to manufacture that urgency before it's actually urgent. But like one thing that I realize that happens a lot with people and they're not they're confused about is when do you paddle to the shoulder? When do you paddle to the breaking wave? And that's that's fair because every situation's different. How someone comes down the line is always different. Sometimes it's a wave that's running. So the surfer is making more parallel progress than they are towards the beach progress. And other times it's a mushy reforming wave, so they're doing more straight to the beach progress than they are down the line. So that's first of all, one of the factors you have to be reading about the surfer, like stare at them as you're paddling out, right? Cause you're already paddling, you're already should be making a move, whatever it is, something laying down and starting to get going. But then, you know, paying attention to what the surfer's doing because essentially you both need to read the wave. They're reading the wave because they want to do the best to stay in the pocket and ride. And you're reading the wave because you're like, how do I stay out of their pocket? And, and I find that when you make the moves early and you see someone setting up the wave, that's the time when you're able to make the shoulder way, when you're way, way out of the way. And yeah. it's very easy and clear. It would be ridiculous basically to go the opposite way behind them because you're so far already out of the way, you're just making more room out of the way. The time when you need to go behind them is basically when you're not sure what to do. When you're not sure what to do and it's like, oh, this is close, well, you're just gonna have to go to the white water. That's the time to just play it safe because the surfer doesn't wanna go there. You know, the surfer doesn't wanna be in the white water, they wanna be on the face. So that's the time to break to the, the white water. And there's one last thing that I've been saying, and I hope this is right. I hope I don't hear a story I'm wrong about this, but check out this, let me know what you say. When you really don't know, and you are in one of these spots, and maybe there's other surfers paddling out around you, and you're not sure if you should be going to the shoulder or going to the whitewater, 
I like I say go straight at the surfer paddle straight towards them because they're a moving target you actually are gonna have a hard time hitting them if you try so try yeah. you know what I mean like you can't actually and then as you get closer and closer hopefully it becomes very clear which way you need to go because as you're moving towards them and trying to quote unquote hit them you know like paddle at them as they surf the wave it'll become more clear if they're going to start running down the line fast or maybe going more inside and then which way you need to break off but again coming back to your fundamentals like you got to be able to have that quick twitch prone turn left or right when you realize okay it's a left like it can't be like a leg goes out like form falls apart and then you just fall flat in your board that's like oh god right when you needed the best form to clink you know grab your board with your core and pull it left or right that's when people fall apart and that's why people get so like they get themselves in these really sketchy situations bad Super fundamentals flustered and and that's going to empower you go out there on days that it's like almost flat and paddle outside the lineup and figure out how to do a fucking prone turn please <laughs> please, please. <laughs> um i mean it's it's one of the hard it's one of the harder maneuvers on a surfboard and it it takes a lot of dialing in and it takes it takes some some drilling and some practice so yeah it, it yeah. can be done can be done um and it needs to be able to be done every time you hit the lineup so um let's especially around on. the crowds yeah all right um <laughs> yeah. one of my favorite ways to keep space is stay moving you know and not just by paddling but just staying active and catching waves and i just i'm personally you know, I'm an, I always say this about myself. I'm an East Coast surfer. We have short windows of good waves. We have short period wind swell most often. There's just a lot going on in a little time. So you may as well kind of match that rhythm. It's at least how I feel. And I find that when I'm catching waves and, and kind of getting into rhythm, I, I'm staying out of the way. You know, I keep space and, and it just, it gets me out of Dodge, out of all these different places quick. Even if it's a shitty little inside wave or, you know, whatever, just keep it going, keep it moving around. Uh, that, I like that. It's just something get I like the to ball do. rolling. Get yeah. the ball rolling too. Start feeling good. You know, practice your skills on a tiny little insider, and and get warmed up out there. Don't go and sit in the middle of the pack, shoulder to shoulder with everybody, right. and and get in this weird mental state and funk. Like that's just such a good way for for you to have better sessions. You know, and like you said, keep that space from people figure out how the waves are moving in the lineup start you know every every time you're on the inside you kind of get a new glimpse of the whole situation and you get to see other surfers dropping in on the waves and again you're starting to make these mental notes okay lady on the on the big blue glider she's got it down she makes all her waves i better stay the fuck out of her way you know this got you know there's this whole crew doing surf lessons out here they're going straight to the beach you know just start making little notes like that. Right, right, right. Um, oh, here's actually one of my favorites, okay, for creating space, is simply being a good surfer by holding position. Mm -hmm. How often are you out in the water and, and you don't just get to sit and stay put and hold position? Always something's happening. Waves are, if a wave is coming through a lineup, water's moving. If there's a little bit of tide, if there's a lot of wind, all these things make the water move. And if you have a plan on where you want to sit and what peak you want to surf, when you hold position, a lot of surfers don't hold position, that naturally creates space. Just let the water, let the lineup, let the environment create space. You hold position, they drift away. 
Bye bye. <laughs> yeah, that's, we love we love like a, a session that current's actually involved and and knowing the lineups are you know are crucial because we stand out. You know, we're we're yeah. able to just do those those basic things, hold position while everybody is like not paying attention to lineups or something like that, or not not paying attention to how much work it actually it's going to take to to stay where you should be in the lineup, you know, and get the best wave. So mm. keep doing it. Keep doing those little things, peeps. These are some good little insiders. <laughs> Inside strategies. Okay, so creating space. So here's another one. Go to a different spot. <laughs> we always say this. Surf the off-brand spots, you know. Don't surf in front of the Surfline cam. Surf down the beach. You know, I mean, in a smaller way, this is kind of a separate point, but similar, but like surf the other peak. And, and then to take it more extreme, surf the other beach. Uh, you know, everybody goes to one particular spot in the summers, a lot of times it seems, because summers are usually very calm, docile weather patterns. So usually you have those few surf spots that pick up that minimal swell, so everybody flocks there. You take it upon yourself to go find something else to, to be adventurous. Not saying you have to do this, but it really is exciting when you roll up to some random beach break and find a little sandbar that wasn't there last week and your little one footer is just peeling across it and nobody's out. Man, that is a special thing that you need to experience as a surfer. Finding your own wave that isn't like name brand. It's not a spot that people always go to, but it's it's a sandbar you found or a little feature that happened or changed. And, and it's just, it really, I just can't speak highly enough about the feeling of finding that, you know, especially with a buddy or something and it's just you and you're like, wow. And you know, sometimes it's within eyesight. You can see the crowd just mobbing your typical branded spot, you know, and here you guys are just like, I can't believe we're all alone and no one's here, you know. Yeah, no, I think that's hitting on a really important topic because that's one of the kookiest things you can do. And we talk about it all the time is just following the crowd, just always following the crowd. Uh, like people don't really feel comfortable surfing alone, you know, and and for the most part, it's it's warranted because they're a shit show and they're all <laughs> over the place and they're almost, you know, they're always either taking themselves out or taking somebody else out. So they're like, well, I better be close enough to the lifeguard stand just in case <laughs> shit goes down. Um, <laughs> but no, you gotta train this into yourself and learn to enjoy some space and to be comfortable enough to go down the beach and surf by yourself, you know? Mm. That's, that's, really, that's really where you get that intimate relationship with Mother Ocean too. It's just like, okay, I finally feel comfortable going off and doing my own thing and it's it's exhilarating and it, it feels really good at the end of the session just like you said because you're you're pushing yourself out of the, your boundary a little bit and you know this this offers you that that ability to really focus on your skills instead of focusing on all the people around you right that really limits your your progress you know, being able to find your own little waves and practice without a bunch of people staring at you the whole time is really, really important. Yeah, really beneficial. And ultimately, to wrap this all up, you know, want to, to create space in all these ways because space means a higher wave count. You know, one of the conclusions here, and at, I mean, and to, to end with how we began, space is safe. 
you know, and, and, and I think that's just something that you touched upon that is just can't be said enough. But like, there's just so many close encounters out there and people don't realize that it's like inches away from disaster, from emergencies. I, I'm just stunned till, still to this day that is not more emergencies happening at the beach with how many close calls there are. I mean, just follow Kook Slams or Kook of the Day. Every day they got a new video of somebody just absolutely kooking it. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a really important one coming up on summer peeps, you know. Let's let's step up our game as a as a whole, you know, and and start showing people your intentions early on and and lead by example. Maybe now you're, you know, people will take notice and give you, you know, 10 feet on either side of you so it so you don't feel like claustrophobic in the lineup, you know, and you can go out there and have fun safely and, and limit those dings on the board and on your head. <laughs> right on you guys. Always oh, yeah, good coach. rapping with you, coach. Oh yeah, always. <laughs> good stuff, brother. Woo!